Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome back to Coast View. And I say this every time I get finished with a conversation with Julian Rankin, but he's one of the bright young stars here in coastal Mississippi and the work that he's doing, not just at the Walter Anderson Museum, but the work beyond the Walter Anderson Museum to do community building is really important. And that's actually about where we're about to head with our next guest, Ronnie Matthew Harris. But before we get to him, I want to ask uh, Kyle to come in and just real quick say, Kyle, did you see where um, Elon Musk, his net worth went up this week, $25.6 billion in one day. He now is worth $255.2 billion, the richest billionaire Forbes has ever tracked. Did you see that, man? I did not. I thought I saw a headline where he was, was it him that's going to go back to space? Um, maybe, you know, he, he and he and Amazon founder, you may know, are just, they're, they're in a race with each other in the yeah. space deal. But what, what I tell you what caused their stock to get to, to rise, to rise so rapidly is Hertz ordered a hundred thousand Tesla vehicles, a hundred thousand. Um, and so now Tesla is worth a trillion dollars and it's the only non-digital non-media company uh, co- uh, uh, company that's now worth a trillion. He joins Apple, Amazon, Facebook, Google, and Microsoft as wor- worth a trillion dollars. What would you do with two hundred and fifty-five tr- uh, billion dollars, Kyle? Do a lot of fishing. <laughs> I bet you would, and you'd have a big boat that launches a smaller boat that launches a smaller boat that launches a smaller boat, and it would be fun, 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 wouldn't it, man? And a separate captain for each one. <laughs> Well, look, Tesla is is worth more now. Uh, uh, is worth more than nineteen other automakers, including Toyota, GM, Honda, N- Nissan. All of them combined, that one company is. Worth. And what this that is essentially a major statement about where electric vehicles are headed and how the market supports what the future really has to to, to say about that. So, you think you'll own an electric vehicle at some point? No, I'm still trying to go backwards and get a real carburetor. <laughs> oh yeah, you're you're see you're all about you want to relive the moments of the, the fine moments of those double barrel, you know, carburetors, huh? I want dual quadrajets. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I'm sure you do. Anyway, Kyle, thank you, man. I appreciate you. Uh, let's come over now to uh, Ronnie Matthew Harris. He's the president of Sacred Roots. He's someone I just bumped into. Uh, I was uh, at a meeting in, uh, in uh, Ocean Springs, I don't know, two or three months ago. And he and two other people were coming in, and we just bumped into each other. And I was incredibly impressed just on the first impression because he's so articulate and so committed to the community. He's doing a lot of good work in the community. We're going to talk about that in a second. But before we go any further, Ronnie, how you doing, my friend? Doing very well, and it's really good to be with you. Thank you for having me, bro. It's good. It's great to have you, yeah. too. So tell me about Sacred Roots. Yeah. Yeah, Sacred Roots um, really started um, sitting on a number of porches in the neighborhood um, as a kid. You know, that um, that common 
place um, sort of rearing we have along the coast where the elders are sort of transmitting story after story, narrative after narrative to you. And so uh, I, I was sort of raised up with this sense of um, vocational call. Um, and so Sacred Roots has really been my professional uh, way of living out this this sense of vocation. And so Sacred Roots sort of um, sort of gets at that. It hints at uh, that this 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 reality that we all sort of have deep roots, deep sacred roots uh, that that really emerges from faith, family, and 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 this notion of freedom. Um, and so, um, as I became a, a professional, uh, I was able to start an organization that has been involved in international development, uh, doing some brainstorming design thinking they were like so like what's in your gut what should we call it and i was like well you know the thing that just keep emerging is is sacred roots because again my sense of vocational call to community building uh, comes from this deep-seated sacred place yeah, I was having a conversation with someone. I spent a lot of time talking about the Mississippi Delta. I have a place up in the Mississippi Delta. And mm -hmm. I think that Mississippi, in order for it to solve its to I, I think to solve its ranking, let's put it that way. That you've mm -hmm. gotta you've gotta go to where the biggest challenges, both economic, social, and others, you gotta go to where the biggest problems in the state exist. And the Mississippi Delta region has historically been a place where there, there are big challenges and a lot of efforts underway. There's a lot of, you know, I think one of the biggest actually is going to be broadband access and what that's going to do to create uh, a higher opportunity for education in ways that we have not had before. But I was having a conversation with someone and they said uh, it was a it was a New York researcher who sort of you know landed on the ground in Delta. I don't exactly remember which city it was, but she was kind of working her way into one of the small towns, predominantly African-American. And she came upon this old house and had a long driveway. She worked her way down the driveway. And she was really kind of scared to just walk up and, and meet this person. And and she, it was, she describes the process she went through to break the ice, but it was an elderly African-American woman. She's sitting on the porch. And what this researcher tells is this great story of how this woman offered her a, a glass of sweet tea and pulled up a chair and they talked for hours. And mm -hmm. she said it just completely changed her whole perception of the whole situation and that we had so much to, to learn about the mm -hmm. evolution and about the opportunity by just sitting down and talking to someone on the front porch. That's the way she described it. But it's true, yeah. isn't it? I, I agree. I agree. So, yeah. so look, what I'm interested in, okay, so did you grow up in Gulfport? I did, yeah. So tell right. me about your education. Uh, uh, yeah, so grew up in the heart of Gulfport. Uh, went to uh, Central Junior High School, um, which is uh, now the, the federal building. Um, which, you know, I have all kinds of mixed feelings about that walking past that building these days, but uh, it's, it's good that it's in really good adaptive reuse. So that's yeah. always exciting. Uh, it could have been torn down. So, so it's exciting to see it, you know, yeah. active um, and well taken care of. Uh, so Central Junior High, uh, Gulfport High School uh, played on back-to-back -back state championship basketball teams, um, uh, graduated in 88, went on to the Mississippi Gulf Coast Junior College. Uh, after that, went off to the military, 
with the intent to have the college fund be able to prepare me for and pay for uh, for college. And so I, after serving in Germany, came back home and uh, went and finished my degree and, and went on to get a master's degree from the University of Aberdeen in Scotland. Um, and so been fortunate, very fortunate to have not just good people providing me with good stories, but a good solid foundation where people have sort of uh, all along the journey have sort of helped me to um, to sort of achieve what I've, I've been able to achieve. It is interesting to hear um, Scotland, Germany, mm-hmm. you know, the, the time away has a way of giving you perspective mm-hmm. that enables you sometimes you get too close to a situation it's good sometimes to take a step back Mm. and see how it fits into the larger world but boy you can't trade anything for that for that perspective that international perspective can you yeah no i totally agree in fact i've often said to folk um I, i don't know how literal i feel about it but you know i've said to folk uh you know i think a a a an experience in the military uh for every a uh, young man and possibly a woman uh, would be something that would be beneficial for years to come. Um, it, it sort of dovetails with the story of the, um, the, the young lady that ended up in the Delta. Uh, I have a friend, Roland Hertz, who works in the Delta. Um, he says of cultural heritage and tourism that you almost have to add education in there, that it's actually cultural heritage education and tourism, and and having him say say that to me, it 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 sort of yeah. unfolded for me how powerful experiences outside of your your neighborhood you grew up in or outside of the state you you grew to love um, sort of forges this sensibility about like its worth, right? So you know you're a Mississippi boy, and folk from all over the world will say, you know, wow, what was that like for you as a a young black boy to be raised in in Mississippi and I said well it was it was great right yeah <laughs> um, but 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 I, I think this perspective is forged um, all the more when you get outside of the neighborhood outside of, of you know the community the community uh, to see the extent to which uh, yeah there's so much to be done uh, in our neighborhood or al- along the coast uh, in the state of Mississippi um, but we we have uh, we, we we have the good good bones, as they would say. We have the good bones. And so well, I, we do, you know. And I say I talk about it all the time on the show that resiliency is at our core, mm. and that since we face so many disasters, natural disasters, some man-made disasters over many years, that it it creates a scenario where all the clutter and, and noise is washed away temporarily, where we can really see what really matters and at the end of the day it's it's us it's the people that makes a difference yep. and no matter what your political persuasion or otherwise we tend to want to help our neighbor in tough times and we've got a great history of that when we come back we're going to continue our conversation with uh with robert matthew harris the president of sacred roots i want to talk specifically about their go Gulfport initiative which is i think a, it kind of gives you a sense of what he's up to these days we'll see you after this break you can also listen live to Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on your Amazon Alexa devices. Once you've enabled the skill, just say, Alexa, open Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. 
This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. We have Ronnie Matthew Harris, the president of Sacred Roots. And, you know, if you're a listener, a regular listener to Coast View, you know that I talk a lot about this, that coastal Mississippi is a collection of communities, each with its own unique sense of place. Each, and in, in with, within each of those communities, there are communities that have their unique sense of place. I often talk about coastal Mississippi being a melting pot, that there are people from all over the world who have come here. And certainly this goes back a long, long way. But it actually is more recent with what things like the military has helped us with, bringing lots of people who have been all over the world, who have lived all over the world. They choose coastal Mississippi to retire at. So we have this incredible melting pot here, the sense of place. Placemaking is one of the keys to our success going forward. You think about the new economy. You think about the creative class. You think about uh, remote working, which is going to be a reality in the, in the wake of the pandemic, the opportunity to people to choose their community. They'll, they'll choose it based on is it a great place to live, work, and play, as opposed to the old industrial model, which is relocate a big, you know, big industrial plant somewhere and the people you know, will crop to that. The new economy is that people will choose where they want to live. And um, Ronnie... Um, Ronnie, 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 Matthew. I want to say Maddox for some reason because my, my my uncle's name is Ronnie Maddox, and I have oh, right. my my last name is Matthews. So it's right. it's a trick with tongue, uh, tricky on my tongue. But Ronnie Matthew Harris, who's the president of Sacred uh, Roots, has spent a lot of time talking about placemaking and bringing communities together. And I think a great example of that is the work that he's doing in his his what is called the Guff. Go Guffport project. Tell me more about that initiative, Ronnie. Yeah, Go Guffport. I kind of stumbled on the work, um, but Go Guffport is an example of um, placemaking, um, cultural heritage and tourism, um, bike advocacy, um, all coming together, converging together to offer a community an opportunity to speak into the direction of its future. Um, quite oftentimes, um, folk going into a community to do community building, uh, do it from a needs-based perspective. Uh, I've always been adversely um, attracted to the asset-based community development. So I'm always interested in uh, what could we come into a community to do um, by way of asking questions about their assets, like what 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 do you have to offer? And uh, in most communities in in Mississippi and along the Gulf Coast, uh, we have assets that are untapped. Uh, we have narratives, stories. We you 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 reference all the time this notion of resilience on the coast. Well, I think the world are attracted to um, stories of resilience, um, and I think that we uh, ought to sort of, um, you know, unearth those stories, those narratives, and Go Gulfport is sort of a vehicle by, way, by which I use to, to get people to have those conversations. So if we're on a community bike ride, the, the bike ride is designed to point out some architectural design uh, that dates back to the, you know, early 19th century. Um, it's, it's supposed to orientate folk to uh, historic narratives from the neighborhood, all with an interest to sort of build community cohesion, um, build community um, interest to, to see the community be developed. Um, but Go Guffport sort of gives us that 
that vehicle to do that. Oftentimes folks say, well, Ronnie, essentially, isn't that like a a community bike club? And I go, well, actually at one level it is, (laughs) but it's also a community-based education program uh, where on a bike ride, we're giving people a, a glimpse at what are uh, community assets, gems in the community, and and community heritage, you know, and and tourism dovetails, as you know, um, with development, um, people and place sort of coming together, and so uh, we're always looking for that to be the sort of end goal: is how do we get people to understand the value of their place. And in so doing, um, be prepared to enter into the chaos, really, of, of what does it take to develop that? And hey, so look, in a short, kind of thing, uh, I'm sorry, finish your thought. Yes. No, I was just saying, and we here on the coast, you know, we've we've seen the chaos associated with coming together to sort of deliver on on, on tourism um, lately. Yeah, so yeah, I was for, for sure. To me, I think it's just part of a maturation process that that's a, community, right. a community goes through changes, and sometimes yep. it can yep. be a rocky road, but that's okay. Yep. I mean, it's just part yep. of the process. Hey, listen, I remember well the Broadmoor grocery store. Mm-hmm. Uh, I rem- God, the Broadmoor community. I used to go there as a mm-hmm. young person uh, because I had friends who lived in, and were raised in that area. In the short time we have left, tell me real quick uh, the effort you're involved in to preserve that. Yeah. Um, Just recently, a couple of years ago, uh, my family and I came across an opportunity to to purchase the old Broadmoor community store that had been closed down since, you know, on the heels of Katrina, BP oil spill, and and then sort of uh, economic decline in the community. Uh, We we had an opportunity to acquire it. and, and, And I believe that it is this opportunity right on the cusp of two historic communities, uh, one historic white, one historic black, uh, but it's at that juncture, it's at that corner store that we all kind of came together. Um, we all share some common stories. Um, and so I would love to see it be developed, um, a representation of a gem that I think could again, ultimately be a, a catalyst for uh, redevelopment in that area, and 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 to have you come back and and have coffee, uh, sip some scotch, or we we don't know necessarily what it'll be, but we're we're hoping that it comes online and again serve as a catalyst for redevelopment in the neighborhood. Well, I think that is terrific, and I think people who were raised in that area, uh, both white and blacks, who mm-hmm. were raised in that area. We'll have some fond memories of the role that the Broadmoor store played. And thanks for for your work to try to preserve that. Anyway, we're going to continue the conversation with you as time goes on. I look forward to doing that, Ronnie. But for time for now, our, our time together is is done. It's been a it's been a pl- pleasure, my friend. Likewise, thank you. This has been Ronnie Matthew Harris, the president of Sacred Reach. We'll see you soon. Take take, take care and have a great day. I shall. You do likewise. Thanks. Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1 on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Super Talk MS Coast 103.1. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.